What's up, Ponderers? We are back. Happy day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy whatever day you're listening. For us, it's a nice, cloudy day, raining on and off. It's been fantastic weather after so much heat. It was very cozy today, and it made me want to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, but we did a lot. We did do a lot. We did quite a bit today yeah, for doing so nothing. What did we do today? You had an appointment. Oh, yeah. I had a doctor's appointment. and That was th- after we didn't sleep all night. We both had nightmares. Yes. I woke up cat because I was like moaning in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and had one of the scariest dreams I can re- recall, to be honest. You know what's it weird? It was so scary. As people were talking about how they weren't sleeping well on like social media this – like today. I saw so many people saying really? they didn't sleep good last night. Can we blame it on the moon or yeah, something? Yeah, something has to be going on in the sky. Sure. <laughs> but weren't we just looking, admiring the moon last night? Or maybe yeah. the night before. The, over the weekend, we were very into the moon. Yeah, it was a little crescent, which always reminds us of Edie. Yeah. Because Dang it. it looks like her smile in the sky. Yeah, but... So what else we do? Then we went down to my dad's donut shop at Bismarck. They have a new... Well, before that... Oh, Sorry, I guess we don't have to go chronologically. We went to like a furniture discount store. Oh, yeah. Didn't have any luck. So that's probably why you don't remember. That's true. We were just kind of seeing what we could find and didn't find anything. We're really in our home decor era. If you follow us online, (laughs) you've been seeing a lot of it. It's been so fun. I am sitting in our baby's nursery. We are sitting. Yes. I'm sitting in my new recliner that I'm obsessed with. It's very comfy. And across from me is the dresser that I've spent the last like four days refinishing. And it looks so good. And blocking that dresser is me sitting in a plastic pink chair. (laughs) Nick's really taking one for the team. (laughs) I got to find another uh, comfy chair like Kat has in here. Yeah. So this will do for now. Then the other thing that we did... Donuts. So sorry. I interrupted you. Oh, yeah. We went to donuts. We went to help my dad with we had all some social media stuff. Yes. Um, but, but today, in a little bit, after we do a whole recap, we're talking about kind of like grief and excitement yeah. of this baby coming. But also our first baby's first heavenly birthday is in two weeks. And so it's just this mix of emotions and now that i'm we're recounting our day today was a triggering day for me twice because i went to my first nst appointment and i truthfully didn't know what to expect i knew i mean it was what i expected i was hung i was hooked up to the monitors but i didn't realize how stressful it was going to be and like how much she needed to perform in order to like pass and she was getting really close but she wasn't totally doing it the whole time and just the nurse was saying a lot of the same things that she said or not her specifically but the nurses when Edie passed said like it just was very similar to when we found out that Edie's heart hadn't had stopped beating This baby's heart was beating, which was so much better, but she, like, wasn't hitting everything that she was supposed to within, like, the nurse's time frame. She eventually did great, and she's totally fine. But it was just so, so stressful and, like, reminded me a lot of losing Edie. And then the last thing that we did today 
was we went to look at strollers, which was really exciting. Very exciting. And also really stressful Very because stressful. <laughs> there's so many options it's and insane. so many things oh my gosh. to think about. Yeah. We literally went in thinking we were going to purchase our car seat and stroller today and I feel like we came out more confused than when we went in. <laughs> do you feel that way? I, I do. Yeah. I felt more confused when I left. I literally was like, I'm in here to see the colors and like just, I wanted to see how heavy it felt. And I feel like every time we go into any situation, but mostly right now, like referring to baby decisions, you're usually the one leading with the information and like, this is what I want. Let's go in and look. And then we switch because you get more information. Yeah. You switch. Because yeah. I'm still kind of learning. You're like, I know what we want. I know what I want to show you. And then it's like, ah, but now I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's wild. That was interesting and exciting. And we still don't know what stroller or car seat we're going to do now. But hmm. the store that we specifically went to is really awesome because they specialize in helping you choose the best stroller. And they have every stroller you can imagine. Every car seat, you can try them in your car. They know like all the specs for every single feature and all the things. That's why I wanted to go there because I wanted an expert opinion on what to choose. Did but, you notice there was a girl training another girl on the, she was quizzing her on the stroller features. Oh like yeah. Right like, next to us. They're literally experts. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't mess around. So into it. So, but the problem with going to the store and why I have avoided it for the last eight months of my pregnancy is because it was the last place that we went when I was pregnant with Edie and we, I felt like something was wrong and something was wrong. And when we were there last time, that's when we decided to go back into the hospital to check on her again was in the store. Yeah. And we literally like got in the car and went straight to the hospital from that store and so I had been avoiding going and so it was weird pulling it back up there and but it she like this baby was moving in me and we were picking out a car seat for her and like so it was a different experience but it just felt really close to the experience when you explain it to yeah when you explain it to me the first time you're always you always tell me I just knew I shouldn't get anything because you were looking at things to buy I just felt like you shouldn't get them. Yeah. And now obviously looking back, it's you realizing she wasn't going to make it. And we've passed that store a few times in the last few weeks and months. And it's made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. And you're always like, I, I, we need to go back in there, but we'll go next time. Yeah. <laughs> Is so, that why? I mean, I knew oh, that. Oh, for sure. But yeah. You always were kind of just like, oh, there's not time or I, I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly just I didn't want to torture myself, but I felt like it was important. We need to have a car seat and a stroller and I'm excited about those things. It's just really interesting, the timing of these two birthdays, really, of our two babies to be so close to each other. And so it's kind of like a crazy time. Yeah. Our plan is to talk about that duality of our experience but do you have any other updates before we get into that no i was just gonna say that when we pulled up i i stopped and asked are you ready to go in and you know are you think you're gonna get triggered and you're like no i'm good but we'll see so yeah i'm curious to hear your thoughts because we didn't really debrief after not that we needed to but now i'm curious to hear how that experience was today and then to reiterate what kat said we're kind of focusing on the duality of grief and joy yeah (laughs) And how they coexist, 
how they clash, etc. Yeah, and I just think like people expect other people who go through hard things to just be sad all of the time. And I think our whole purpose in sharing anything on any platform has been to share that you can still find joy while having really hard experiences. I mean, that's been the last (laughs) three and a half years of our life. But I think you've also tried to be really authentic with your emotions and our emotions. And it's not always happy all the time. And there's a ton of grief wrapped around it, right? Because and I think the whole point of this discussion is this wonderful event of our baby being born, our second baby. But to your point, like around the same timing of our loss last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we could probably be better at sharing the hard parts because I think there's far more than we share. Yeah. But it's just not natural to like pull out your camera and then make a TikTok about <laughs> it or whatever. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I wanted to do this because I feel like it's a place that we can share like what has been going on and all of the ups and downs. And I feel like how they're so both joy and sadness and grief are like intertwined to each other. It's not like we have these moments of grief and then we switch to these moments of happiness. I feel like even sometimes they like are coinciding in the exact same experience. Sometimes I find myself having really happy moments with this baby, which in turn make me really sad about what happened with Edie. And it's like all the same. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It's all mixed up together. So how was it today? at the store. Yeah, I mean, this is how I've kind of navigated every single experience in my life, but I just, when we pulled up, was like fighting back tears, and then you asked me about it, and I was like trying to just like be, like this isn't a big deal, like, Mm. and this is exciting that we get to go and pick out like my dream stroller and my dream car seat, and we're gonna bring home a baby who is living, who needs these things. That is really exciting, and that's, how I typically try to get through a lot of our hard experiences is focus on the good parts. That's kind of what I did today. And I think, as you said, a lot of everyone's so different and some people choose to just feel sad and that's okay. You know, everyone has their journey and it's been interesting to observe in each other and and in ourselves, what triggers us if it's, expected or not you know if it's I don't know premeditated is the best word but you know oh we're going to the store I know this is going to be hard versus all of a sudden there's something happening and you're like whoa like I'm overwhelmed with emotion but there's also the factor of time right like time has passed mm-hmm. but then it's approaching the year anniversary so then that kind of it's like bringing brings everything you back. back yeah right. I'm interested I'm curious what do you feel like over the last year and especially during this pregnancy has been triggering for you? Because I think we've had very different experiences. Yeah, we've talked about this in our relationship, but I'm very visual. So anything I can see that relates to like child trauma. So we watch Grey's Anatomy a lot lately and there's very often something happening with kids, you know, whether it's a baby, because if you're a fan of the show and you know Addison, like, (laughs) There's pregnant women who come in from a car crash or they get an ultrasound and there's something wrong with the baby and they have to operate. 
that stuff really stresses me out. And then they started showing these babies yeah. the last few seasons and episodes. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's very triggering to me. That's so interesting. I also feel like you have, I mean, this is another visual thing, so it makes sense. You've been more stressed at ultrasounds than I have been this time around. Yeah, I think you think about things more. In other words, like I'm very mellow and calm and confident about this whole second pregnancy experience. But like you're saying, when we get in there, to your point, oh, there's the machine. We're back where, you know, we're back in the hospital where everything went down. So for, yeah, a few minutes or seconds, I'm very stressed. Like, oh my gosh, like what if there's a problem? Yeah. And then we get past that and it's like, okay, we're good. But I haven't, I don't know. It's, it hasn't been like that in a while. Just because I feel like We've passed over this hump that makes me a lot more calm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our appointments have turned more joyful recently. And we are just like really hopeful. I think the only thing that has that was hard was the last time we went to the hospital. We don't post when we go to the hospital really anymore because yeah. we go so often. And anyways, but the last time we went in, they have us go into labor and delivery every time. And there's six rooms in there oh, yeah. for you to get checked in. And we have probably been into the emergency OB floor, I don't know, what, like 15 times? At least. I was going to say at least 10. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we've just got really lucky that they've never put us in the room where we were told that our first had passed. And every time we go in, though, I get stressed. That's where they're going to put us. And this last time, they were like, hey, you're going in room three. And, well, I can't remember which one of us. I think you were like, I said to you, yeah, no, you're, I think I said something to you, and then you said something to them, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Yeah. and they were really cool about it. What was funny is they're like, oh, yeah, we can put you in this room, but you have to share a bathroom. And we're like, that's fine. We'll do whatever (laughs) to not be in that room. (laughs) They just want us to have our own bathroom which was nice but. Yeah, which is, yeah it was nice of them but it's just been little things like that but for the most part I feel like we've tried really hard to like separate the two experiences they've both been extremely difficult but so different because Edie's pregnancy was fairly normal until everything happened Right. And this baby has been a struggle from the beginning. Yeah. But we, she's going to make it, which is a great trade-off. But the other part of that is you said a struggle from the beginning. Obviously, a huge part of that is what we went through. And That's true. so much of it has been a mental game. And yes, there's been the dilation and cerclage and a lot of challenges. But by themselves, those, you know, and we've talked about this and the nurses have told us, it has to be treated with the, our, our past. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot more alarming and we're way more on edge, um, which is a bummer for sure. That was a motorcycle driving by our house. <laughs> and our dog hates motorcycles. I yeah. feel like Ryder's going to make his appearance in every single episode. Yeah, seriously. It's like, I must be known. He loves to, to get on here. But the other thing I was going to say is that. What was I going to say? Oh, how I think I said the other day, our life is really good right now. And that's just so weird to think. It's been interesting to just accept that 
and acknowledge it. And we've both kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop and it hasn't. So there's that kind of anxiety, right? Of like, what's going to happen next? But again, personally for me, I have accepted everything is, is good. So I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard to believe that it's going to be good. Like, and just the rest of this pregnancy can just be smooth and we can have a great labor and delivery. And there's so many other things in our personal life that are going well that haven't gone well in a really long time. And so it's just been a really interesting experience to have things be so different than how they were this time last year with everything that happened with our loss and again, just like different things in our personal life that have changed so much since then. So I feel like this year mark of Edie and her birthday and losing her is, it's been so hard for me to decide like how to feel about it because it really is the celebration of like, look how far we've made it. Look how much has changed. Um, She feels so close. I feel like she has a hand in this pregnancy going well and this baby still being here and healthy and growing. I know that these babies are totally connected to each other and I can't wait to see that play out in Edie's little sister when she comes. So I, it's a day that, I mean, and she's our firstborn. It's a day that I want to celebrate. But how do you celebrate something that's so sad? And without the girl to celebrate yeah and so that's been a really like heavy on my heart the other thing that's been really hard is typically when you have a first birthday party you invite like all of the people who love your baby and all of our friends and family love us so they in turn love Edie but nobody met her and nobody knew her personality they didn't watch her grow up so it's been hard too to be like Do we involve people who don't know her? We knew her in this celebration. If it's just us, is that really sad? I mean, have you had any thoughts or feelings about that? Or am I just like overanalyzing like I always do? (laughs) I think, again, for me, I don't think that far ahead like (laughs) you do. So I think about it when you ask me, but obviously it's coming up in what, two weeks, give or take. And so I am starting to think more about it. And I, it's also a holiday weekend, which Mm -hmm. is kind of not awkward or odd, but just a time that people take time off and do things. And so, you know, not that we're being influenced by that, but just, I guess, just adding a weekend that should be meant to be fun and you go on a, you know, close trip or whatever is now focused on the loss of our daughter. So figuring out how to, what to do. Yeah. (laughs) And like you said, it's our first time. And it's interesting you said you've been trying to decide how to feel because that is a part of it. Like, how should I feel? How do I want to feel? What do I actually feel? And it's so, it changes so much. Yeah, I feel like you can't know. You can't know until it's here. Yeah. I remember with... Edie's due date I felt similar feelings like confused about how I was going to feel 
I, so part of me thought I was going to feel a lot of relief passing that. Part of me thought I was going to be really sad. Another part of me thought that I was going to be really overwhelmed. And then another part of me thought it was going to be like no big deal because we were in London and I kept telling myself, babies don't even come on their due dates. So who cares about this day? It's like not that big of a deal. She probably wouldn't even have come on this day anyways. I shouldn't make it a big deal. But what was so interesting is that even though like my mind tried so hard to prepare for that day and make it not a big deal, my whole body felt sad and no amount of distraction helped that situation. Like I just needed to get through the day yeah. and everything made me sad. And it was really way harder than I thought it was going to be. And so I felt like, I feel like with this milestone coming up, I feel similar. Like I'm trying to prep, I'm trying to like be okay. And that ha it, it's, it is this one. I don't feel like isn't a big deal because it's a big deal but that it can still be a happy day and we can still celebrate. And I don't know, it might be the hardest day we've had. And I think throwing on top that her sister is gonna be born within that next month after her birthday, is just like this added stress where I feel like even if we had nothing <laughs> going on that month, I would be like on edge and excited, but also nervous. I'm already starting to feel like that. And so I just feel like this experience of celebrating Edie's birthday is adding this whole nother layer of, I was gonna say confusion, but it's not confusion. It's just like a depth of emotion, I guess. That yeah, layer. Is, yeah, is <laughs> another just layer. hard to navigate when this is already a hard time by itself. Yeah. It's, it's hard and exciting, but I think most, new parents start getting a little anxious and antsy and hope that the birth is going to go okay and are we going to survive the newborn phase and are we ready do we have everything we need like it just is a really busy and anxious time i think yeah you've been very on alert with getting ready and it's so soon it's so soon and it is and i think to your point that's where there's a collision of <laughs> really intense emotions yeah. And so going back to what you said, deciding how to feel, you want to control that as much as you can. But at the end of the day, you have no idea how you're going to react and feel. And you just kind of have to lay back and accept it and just kind of go with the flow, so to speak. But again, like you have to also be prepared as much as possible. And I was going to say too, like, I'm, I think that's where my coping is to distract. <laughs> it's like, I'm very good at like, let's go to London or like, let's go on a staycation or a quick weekend getaway and like focus on other things. And you're like, I can't focus on anything else. So we've also kind of had to figure that out with like, how do we like not distract ourselves, but do something that acknowledges and honors her in a positive way and also allows us to feel what we need to feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting. You said that I've been so like into getting ready and I have been and it hasn't hit me until this moment that I think I want to be ready before Edie's birthday so that we can or I can at least just like be fully in that experience 
and mm. feel all of those things. I think there's a part of me that feels like I haven't given Edie enough of my time and energy and thought because I've been so overwhelmed with this pregnancy, surviving this pregnancy, getting ready for this baby that I would love to be able to like pause and just like give all of my time and attention, at least on that day to her. And if I have a million projects or a long list of things I still need to get, I don't know if I would allow myself to do that because I'd rather be distracted. Yeah. That's a a very interesting idea. What makes you feel that way? What makes you feel that way? Meaning what makes you feel like you need to give her more time and energy? Because to your point, like we believe that she's in heaven. We believe she communicates with us and is in our life. So my thought when you said that was like, well, what would she want us to do? And is she the one expecting because usually when like as humans, we we feel like we need to do something or want to do something, it's coming from some sort of expectation that someone has given us or like we've put on ourselves. So in this case, my guess would be that you feel that way as her mother and wanting to honor her as your daughter. And it's just your motherly instinct and, you know, I guess an internal desire to, you know, let her know, but also like let yourself know, like you're my daughter, I'm your mother, and I like haven't forgotten you. Yeah. It's <laughs> Sorry, that's a really long question. No, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I think it's fueled by a lot of like, we're kind of the only people who like keep her memory alive. Yeah. Because we're the only people who knew her. And so I feel like it is my responsibility as her mom to still honor her and celebrate her and make sure she is still important and remembered. And I feel like this first birthday is a really big deal because I think it sets precedent for the rest of her birthdays and the and what we're going to kind of do with our future kids and how we're going to celebrate her birthday moving forward for the rest of our lives because we will and how we're going to involve her in their lives i think that for me that goes back to the duality we're talking about where the more you acknowledge the more we acknowledge her the sadder we will be yeah right there's this inverse correlation between that so i think sometimes subconsciously i at least for me you just kind of go about your life and not think about her. I don't want to say forget her because we never forget her, but don't think about her. And then you're just living life. But then again, there's these things that happen and triggers and, oh yeah, she's in our life and that happened. So then you go back to that side of the the pendulum and then you're like, oh, I'm sad now. Yeah. (laughs) So again, it's like, how do you create this space where you can remember her, honor her, think of her, love her, be happy and be sad. <laughs> and I don't I know, I don't think there's an answer. Yeah, that's just life, right? Like that's just anyone that goes through anything. And I think anyone listening that has experienced any sadness, you know, any deep sadness understands that. And you're constantly figuring it out yeah. and reinventing it. And it's funny because I think the one year anniversary is so important, but it is a little experimental, like you said, because it's how we, how we, celebrate her birthday moving forward as we start to have kids and 
who we bring in, if anyone. And I think as we have kids, it'll just be us. Yeah. But I meant to go back to that and ask, you know, for this one, we, we did get a cake. I assume you're wanting family to come over. Like, how are you? And I guess you don't have to speak to if you don't want to, but because I'm sure you're conflicted because I am because like, let's bring people over and they'll be like, you know, a little thing. And then it'll just be like a normal Sunday night and or Monday. And we'll be like, this is kind of lame, you know? So well, yeah, how, I don't are know. you dealing with that? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel is I, everybody in our life has been so wonderful. Nobody did anything wrong. Just nobody is connected to her really Right. And especially compared to us, I almost feel like it would be awkward to have other people because Mm -hmm. I know that I will be emotional. I don't know if I will be horribly sad, but I think I will be emotional, whether that's like extremely proud of us for making it this far or just like missing her or whatever. And then these people who like don't know her, even though they're like... (laughs) our siblings or our friends or whatever, they are just going to be, like you said, it's just like another Monday night and we just did another family dinner and we just like happened to have cake (laughs) and my sister Catherine's crying in the corner. So I just, I don't know, I've been torn. The other part of me is I like, I don't like that we're the only ones that know her, but because that was our experience She's like really sacred to me that I don't really want or need to share her with other people. Yeah. So I'm not horribly sad about other people not being there or being there. I just like haven't decided. (laughs) And like you said, no one's doing anything wrong. They want to connect. They want to understand, but they just can't. And I think the best way to honor her is, you know, when we went through that, we got so much support from so many people that we knew that we didn't know we'd never met we still haven't met and it just creates this community with so much like emotion and understanding and you know we've both talked about doing a foundation or something that honors her memory for us that helps other people and i think that's where I mean, that's one way that grief can be joyful, right? Is you channel it into something good and you give back how you can. And because, you know, people that have been through it get it. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly. And you feel it and they feel it. And it's just, it's it's the weirdest, coolest experience, if, you, if I can say that, you know, in the most reverent way. So anyway, just no, interesting. And, and you reminded me, and I wasn't planning to like, talk about this but we do have plans to do something like that for her birthday and that has been relieving to me to have like something exciting and meaningful and helpful kind of like in conjunction with her birthday weekend I don't think we're gonna do anything for it on her actual birthday but around her birthday we do have a fun little surprise that is (laughs) to kind of help give back and so I'm really excited about that and I am excited for hopefully in the future for that to be really a a big part of her celebration each year and I don't know exactly how that's going to look we have like small plans for this year and big hopes and dreams for the future Mm. but it does feel good to try to do something 
worthwhile and helpful in her honor around her birthday just kind of gives it more purpose and has made me have something to look forward to for that weekend. Yeah. Well said. The duality of grief and joy. So how do you feel moving forward past her birthday? I know we've talked a little about when the baby's here. And I think the answer is, I don't know. You know, we don't know. But I know we've, we've talked about that. And just, I know we know a lot of other grief parents who lose a child and then have others. So I'm sure they've connected with you on that. But, you know, how you feeling about having another girl after losing a girl? I don't know. That's such a big question to it just is. throw out. No, but... but it's something I think about and we talk about a lot. I mean... I think it's going to be similar to this whole pregnancy experience where there'll be times where I'm just so happy that this baby is here and that I get to be her mom. And I think sometimes those really happy moments are going to make me really sad that I didn't get to experience them with Edie. And I think any sad experience that I have will make me really grateful to have the baby here. So yeah. I think it's going to be a really tender experience I think I'm gonna feel tender like <laughs> sensitive to everything for a long time yeah and how, I mean have you thought much about that a little bit but again usually when I think about it I just kind of decide I'll figure that out when I get there type of thing not even like intentionally but wow this guy's so pretty yeah. that's just how I handle things and deal with things and I'll be an emotional wreck for sure <laughs> but I don't think all the time like I think I'll just have moments and you know we've now decided to stay in the house and separate the rooms <laughs> which for better or worse I think will be good to have a space for each but I also was kind of excited to have like everything in one room but I, we just don't have the space for everything and so it'll be nice to still have and we're kind of like the eating room and the nursery so you know <laughs> I don't know. For now, it's cool that she has her own space and a place we can go. And yeah, I love being in there. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really healing experience for the most part. Having this baby and having her be healthy in here, um, but I think like we're talking about, grief is going to be intertwined in the rest of our life, and that's okay. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget how fresh it still is. And I'm sure the year anniversary is a reminder of that for you and for me, right? Like, oh, wow, like that didn't happen very long ago. And I think, you know, for us, we decided to move forward and channel it into, you know, having another baby. And that's been our way of, like you said, healing. That's what kind of made me think of it. And everyone's journey is different, you know, but that's what's worked for us. But it's kind of been, it's almost been like trial and error yeah. <laughs> where you kind of just go, you know, figure it out as you go. So yeah, it's been interesting yeah. and will continue to be. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated on the year anniversary and then just kind of our, we'll probably always check in every, I don't know, month, couple months of just like where our grief is sitting in our <laughs> current experience, whether that's after the birth and just like as she grows up and things like that, I think it will be interesting to 
for you guys to hear it, but also for us to like look back on these episodes and see how things have changed and where we're at different points in our own lives, our children's lives, in Edie's timeline, and just like how we've changed and evolved and what kind of joy comes around because of what we experienced. Because there is, there has been so much good that has come from what we experienced just through like connections and just cool spiritual experiences and just even this baby, her, like her coming here to earth and the doctors that we have and the experiences that we've had with her already have just been like really tender and special. So I'm, I hate to say I'm excited to see what grief brings us, but like I kind of am because those have been some really special times in our life yeah i mean you can't unexperience the grief so you might as well be excited about it yeah yeah right and i mean just thank you so much for even listening i feel like this is like a like an audio diary for us yeah but again it's just so powerful to know there's people out there listening and connecting and experiencing things and so we're just so excited and happy to be able to you know, do this at all and that people care. Hopefully this wasn't too heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Last week was a fun light one, but this just felt really important to us. So hopefully it was important to you and you got something (laughs) meaningful out of it. And then if you guys have any suggestions on people who have inspiring stories or kind of examples of finding joy We really want to have those kinds of people on. Or if you are that person, we'd love to talk to you. And if you guys could rate and review or share these episodes just so that we can touch more people's lives or just kind of share this message that you can still be happy after really hard things, we would love that too because we love doing these for you guys and we'd just love to share with more people. So, yeah. thanks for listening. That about wraps up our time. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I feel like a therapist. Yes, we will but see also you next the week. Patient. And we'll see what we end up talking about. That's or pondering right. about. Yeah. And let us know what you want to ponder together. And we'd until love then. To hear ideas. We'd love to hear your ideas. Keep on pondering. You gotta figure out how to end this. <laughs> Please also send end suggestions. <laughs> okay, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.